0: It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Here's Tom Hutler and Shannon O'Kelly with more IRG help talk.
1: Our next guest, Dr. Emily Fannin, urologist from Overlake Medical Center and Clinics. We talk about diseases, and uh, this week, uh, Shannon, epilepsy, one that's worth covering for sure.
0: Well, it's, it's one of these things we hear about and see in the media, but what's going on out there with diagnosis and treatment? We're going to find out.
1: All right, here's Dr. Emily
0: Fannin and Shannon O'Kelly. Dr. Fan, welcome to Health Talk. How are you?
2: I'm doing good, very good. Thank you for having me here.
0: Uh, Thank you again for joining us. I know you're busy. Hey, you're a neurologist at Overlake Hospital. Um, Tell us about neurology and tell us about your practice.
2: I am one of many neurologists at Overlake Hospital. I joined um, Overlake last year, uh, finished my neurology residency and an additional fellowship in epilepsy. Uh, at Northwestern Memorial Hospital in Chicago. And so I'm actually one of two epileptologists um, at Overlake Neuroscience Institute, um uh, this year,
0: so your specialty in your practice, your fellowship, so your extra year of residency is in epilepsy.
2: That's correct. Um, my specialty would be epilepsy.
0: Okay, that's great because we have not talked about epilepsy, but I know I see it in the media and we see it in the news, and I know it's it's a it's one of these things that affects a lot of people and it can be debilitating. It can be a very uh, a challenging situation for a lot of patients. But I got to ask you real quick before we get into epilepsy: How do you like Seattle weather compared to Chicago?
2: I think um, there's really nothing to complain about in Seattle, (laughs) relatively speaking, but both are beautiful cities.
0: So tell us about epilepsy then.
2: You know, the first thing I always tell my patients about epilepsy and seizures are these two terms are actually very different terms and we tend to use them interchangeably, but they're really different. Having a seizure does not necessarily mean you have epilepsy. A seizure is a symptom, it's a clinical event, and I think it's probably best described as an abnormal excessive electrical activity in one part of the brain at any given time. And that may happen if that part of the brain is, you know, um, irritated by some abnormality, for example, a severe stroke in that region, some bleeding in that region, even a severe concussion, for example. Now, um, just like how you may have symptoms of a fever or um, a cough when you have the flu, it doesn't mean every time you have a fever and cough, you necessarily have to flu. So exactly the same way, it doesn't necessarily mean if you have a seizure every time know that patient has epilepsy. Epilepsy is a disease, it's not a symptom. It's an underlying disease uh, where an individual is at risk of repeated and recurrent seizures. Um, Or they may have recurrent seizures in their lifetime, more than one in their lifetime. And that's when we specifically diagnose epilepsy. And it's a really pretty common disease. Over 3 million people in the US actually currently are estimated to be living with this um, condition.
0: No kidding. 3 million people. That's shocking. I I did not realize that. I mean, if we can kind of summarize the brain, you know, and maybe put it in a a simple form here. So, I mean, for our listeners, the brain is just a bunch of neurons and these neurons are producing electricity and electricity is the reason you have, um, uh, you know, you can think, you can feel. um, That's how the information is being transmitted in our body. And the brain is the center of that transmission.
2: That's right. I think um, the way to think about the brain in simple terms would be the cells talk to each other uh, with electricity. It's almost like a wiring in a house. Uh, but the cells can decide, you can decide when you want to move your hand, for example, and when you want to pick up a cup of coffee. And it's completely voluntary, as should be. But when there's abnormal activity, when there's abnormal excessive electrical activity in terms of a seizure, that's when things are out of control and involuntary, you don't have control over when or how much these cells want to talk to each other.
0: So, I mean, there's been a lot of research, a ton of research, because again, I see this in the media, but what's causing that? I mean, who gets it? I mean, who's susceptible? Is it genetic? Is it male, female, youth, old? Um, And what's causing it?
2: Very common causes of seizures, especially seen in adult population, are any kind of structural damage to the brain would put someone at risk of seizures. For example, big strokes, a large bleeding area in the brain, a very severe concussion that a patient needed surgery for, for example, or even a brain infection. You know, anything that irritates uh, a part of the brain and makes it more, um, you know, prone to abnormal activity would be, you know, a cause of having seizures and one of the most common ones in the adult population.
1: We're back with Dr. Emily Fan and Shannon O'Kelly after this time out on Como. It's a
0: Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. This is IRG's Health Talk. Back to Tom Hutler and Shannon O'Kelly.
1: We continue our conversation with Dr. Emily Phan, urologist from Overlake Medical Center. We're talking about epilepsy. Here's Dr. Phan and Shannon O'Kelly.
0: Dr. Fan, thank you again for coming down, and you did a great job setting up adult seizures, potentially from some kind of traumatic injury to the brain. What about pediatrics that have no, or pedi- the pediatric patient has no history of injury?
2: Epilepsy being a condition that really strikes, can strike at any age of life. In the younger population, the pediatric or infants, we do see epilepsy mostly tying to a cause, a genetic cause in these babies. There can be structural problems, including a stroke, for example, at birth. But genetic causes, I would say, are a big part of um, this um, patient population.
0: Okay, we've, we've talked a lot about advancements in medicine and what's going on out there. It's fascinating stuff. Tell us some fascinating stuff about the treatment of epilepsy here at Overlake Hospital.
2: Epilepsy is a really fast-moving um, medical field of research. In the last 20 to 40 years, I would say, we have so much more now arsenal in terms of medications and also better knowledge and understanding of how to use them. Uh, these medications are can be thought about in different types of classes. For example, we have the broad spectrum medications that really treat any type of seizure. And then we have something called the sodium channel blockers, which may treat more specific kinds of seizures. So we can use these medications either solo or in combination. And it really all depends on the patient's symptoms and um, their side effect tolerance.
0: And I would imagine the medication is built, and the design of the medication is to calm down electrical activity. How do you know the dose? And, you know, tell us about that. That's very complicated.
2: Absolutely. Um, that's a really excellent point. These medications serve to cool down the brain in a sense, in a very general sense, to stop seizures from happening. And so, you know, side effects are something we watch very carefully in our patient populations. As part of my job in this, as an epileptologist, it doesn't end at diagnosing seizures or even prescribing medications for these patients. I really try to educate them on their symptoms and educate them on you know, possible side effects that they might encounter and also empower them to recognize um, what it means to live with epilepsy. Uh, one of my priorities um, in my work, in my practice, is always... Uh, to emphasize it's entirely possible to have a normal life with epilepsy.
0: Is there an area of the brain that you can identify this is a specific area that's causing this? Are, Are you seeing any of the surgical procedures that help?
2: One of the most important tests that we use in um, epilepsy is the EEG, which is short of the electroencephalogram. It is um, a test where we put electrodes on the surface of the brain at certain positions. And we monitor in real-time brain with activity. And so look for the presence or absence of seizures. We do over 500 of these tests every year at Overlake Hospital, and we're planning to significantly increase that volume in the next couple years. In terms of surgery, epilepsy surgery is uh, an option for patients for a very select few patients who do not respond to medications. And after a very comprehensive battery of tests, you know, they may be selected uh, to be a candidate for surgery that may potentially help them with their symptoms.
0: Well, Dr. Phan, again, thank you for your time and thank you for information. It's obvious that patients are in good hands if they see you. You're an expert.
1: What a, what a job. Thank you again for your time.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Shadow Kelly and uh, Doctor Emily Fan. They're talking about epilepsy. Uh, Doctor Fan is a neurologist from Overlake Medical Center. More information: OverlakeHospital.org. Uh, we think, of course, of IRG is doing physical therapy, but somebody with epilepsy—I'm uh, sure you've seen people like that who need to come in and have help as well.
0: Absolutely, Tom. You know, physical therapy works in the field in the area of neurological deficits and also musculoskeletal deficits. So we see everything A to Z. Our goal is function, 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 and people with epilepsy sometimes need that help from a mechanical or musculoskeletal standpoint.
1: Back to wrap things up after this on Como.